What is up, everybody? This is Ethan Fabel here with the Mentality Champion Podcast. Today in episode 10, I speak with David Hernandez, who is a health and fitness professional, a CEO of Body by Purpose, the creator of the Elite Champion Fitness Academy, and a host of You're Not Defeated podcast. David, that is absolutely amazing and has so many amazing stories that have so many valuable lessons that can be learned from it. I hope you guys enjoy our conversation. What's up, David? How's it going, man? It's going great, brother. Super excited, super pumped for uh, to be on your show here. Thank you so much for the opportunity, brother. Yeah, no problem. I'm super excited for what all you have to share, and I'm super excited for everyone to hear the amazing experiences that you have. So if you kind of want to introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about you, I'd love to start off with that. I'd love to, man. Um, name is David Hernandez. I am the uh, founder of Body by Purpose and the creator of the Elite Champion Fitness Academy. And both of those are health and fitness lifestyle companies that are geared specifically to bring hope to people, to get them to know that they can get healthy at any age, but also more importantly, really helping them with critical components that they um, need to overcome so that they can potentially tap into their full potential of health and fitness. So with that said, we focus on mindset, the psychology of things when we're talking about health and fitness. We focus on the emotional eating aspect, really helping them master their eating habits to eliminate emotional eating and start becoming independent with their health. And then together with the nutrition component and the exercise component. So it is more of a lifestyle approach that we take but um, I believe that when we work on ourselves and we change our identity, we can achieve long-term transformations. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I think that's like the biggest thing. A lot of people don't realize how big eating is. And I've found that out. And I think it's so important to eat healthy. And obviously you stress that, but I think it's so important. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. And that's why we see a lot of... Um, uh, people be sometimes in a in in like a uh, rat race lifestyle, mm-hmm. right, or in a yo-yo lifestyle or in a roller coaster lifestyle, because um, when these topics are not addressed, many of them just obviously they they want to see results, right? They're yeah. they're unhealthy. They might be overweight. They might be battling with some health issues and physical limitations, and they want to see results. So. That is why, sadly, the fitness industry has taken advantage of many people of pushing this microwave, quick fix, quick mm-hmm. solution type attitude and mentality that literally is only making people become um, distraught and mm-hmm. bringing discouragement into people because it's like, what else is there to try? Mm-hmm. Right? They try supplements, they try protein shakes, they try this diet and that diet. And those things are only temporary results, right? Yep. And so that's where the frustration really comes in. But when we talk about these areas mm-hmm. that are sometimes avoided and we let them know that and shine a light that these are the areas that are really keeping them trapped in their lifestyle, in their destructive habits or in the overweight place that they might be or in the unhealthy state that they might be it's like there's amazing breakthrough that happens yeah yeah so what was like the main thing that like made you want to start helping people with their diet or their mindset or just to change their lives really 
Great question, man. It all really comes back to the age of 21. So even sooner than that, I had a childhood best friend. We did everything together. Growing up, I was the athletic, I'll just keep, paint you a picture here. I was the skinny athletic kid that just played every sport. He mm-hmm. was the huskier um, kid that was trying to fit in by playing sports, but he just, he, he didn't have what others would say ability, right? Yeah. He was battling unhealthy with unhealthy habits. He was overweight. And so anyways, we, did everything together, man. Mm-hmm. I would encourage him because I saw him suffering. I saw how he didn't like how we looked physically, how he just wasn't able to compete at the same level as we would. And he would get sad and depressed. And so I'd encourage him all through high school. And so at the age of 18, we went our separate ways. And at the age of 21, I got a phone call that mm-hmm. um, he had passed away. He had died. Wow. He'd gotten so desperate to get his weight off. He'd gotten so obese that he went to get a gastric bypass surgery. He got an mm. infection two days later and he died. Wow. And so when I got that news, it was like, there's, there's no way. I, I, mm. I can't believe it. I'm not accepting it. And so it was a sucker punch that made me feel in a certain sense, even guilty. Yeah. I started to blame myself. I started to really suffer. I, uh, there was moments of depression on myself of like really being hard on myself, beating myself up. Like, you could have done more. Why did you let this happen? Right. Mm-hmm. You could have helped him. And so after, you know, six to eight months of beating myself up, I had to come to a realization that there's really not much more I could have done. Mm-hmm. Like I did as much as I could, but I realized that he had to come to a place where he was really willing to fight for his life, yeah. to change his lifestyle, to make it happen for himself. Mm-hmm. So I quickly realized that I can't fight somebody else's battle, right? Yep. I can encourage them. I can motivate them. I can guide them, but I really can't do it for them. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, though, I still made a, a commitment to myself because I was already on my own health and fitness journey. Like I was really big into bodybuilding. I was, I was mm-hmm. working out myself. I was living, you know, as healthy as I can. I was studying. I was researching. At that time, I was already... Um, in Miami studying nutrition and doing culinary arts. And so I was in the world already, but I did say to myself, as long as I know of somebody or if I come in contact with somebody or if there's somebody that I love, I want to do everything that I can in my power to make sure that they don't go through what my best friend went through. Mm -hmm. And that's where the journey began. Yeah. I'm so sorry that you had to go through that, but it's really cool how you took that negative experience and kind of flipped it into something positive. And now you're helping countless amounts of people. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, it was a game changer. It really um, in this through this dark moment is where I found, you know, uh, a, a deeper meaning to my life, a deeper purpose if you want to call that Mm -hmm. right or others might say a calling on me or really just identified with what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. and so I just I I made that commitment and still to this day you know I've been holding myself true to it um, helped many men and women from different walks of life get them to find hope again and just get them to desire to live a better life 
I love that. And what, like, so I know you kind of went into it a little bit, but what advice would you have for someone who's lost someone close to them, whether it be a best friend or family member or just whatever? I know you have some good advice, so I'd love to hear it. It's really all about perspective. Mm-hmm. How do we take on or visualize or see this loss, right? Mm-hmm. Because for me, a good part of it was guilt, shame, judgment on myself. But when I chose to change my narrative and change my perspective and start to look at this situation through mm-hmm. a different lens, Mm-hmm. is you can really turn your darkest moment into your greatest victory and greatest achievement of pursuit in life yeah. by changing your perspective and really looking at the good versus the bad. What can I learn from this situation? What can I take away from this situation? Because we really have two choices, right? Yeah, We can allow a circumstance or a situation to devastate us to defeat us or to dictate what our life is going to be like Mm -hmm. or i can choose to get up take my time to mourn and dwell right because it's not about being this hero and like i'm gonna just be non-empathetic and i'm Mm -hmm. just gonna be this cold person and like i'm just gonna be he-man and doesn't affect (laughs) me no no like we want to be kind in that aspect of taking the time to dwell taking the time to mourn for those that we've lost but know that we can't stay in that state. We mm-hmm. can't stay in that place, right? And so mm-hmm. we can either now decide to us determine what our life is going to be like from this place of quote unquote devastation or defeat or loss, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. And so yeah. that's what I chose to do, brother. Yeah, that's super important. I think that's, I think perspective is everything, whether it okay. comes to that or whether it comes to, having a bad day, I think perspective is huge in the mental aspect. So I love that. That's why I really love what you're doing with this show, right? Thank you. Why it it attracted me so much because look, I believe there's a champion inside of all of us Mm -hmm. and it does really come down to our mentality, right? What, what are our thoughts? What are our beliefs? What is happening in these, you know, six inches of our CPU that runs our entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it, it's fantastic what you're doing with this show. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. And I appreciate or appreciate you coming on here. Yeah. I think yeah. this is awesome. So I have to ask advice for anybody who is eating unhealthy or struggles with bad habits with food or whatever it may be, but just whatever your advice would be to them. Look, It's really about accepting where you're at. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we want to run from that, right? We want Mm -hmm. to like it not recognize that, yeah, I've got some struggles here. I've got some challenges, but I don't mean it in a like defensive way or like in a negative way of like, yeah, Yeah. okay, uh, I don't eat good. And then what? And so what? Right. Mm -hmm. Like a very confrontive or, um, negative state of place mentality wise, but it's really about accepting and really humbling ourselves and acknowledging. Yeah. I've got some struggles, mm-hmm. right? I've, I've, I've got some issues. When I first started talking about emotional eating, I got, I started to get a lot of kickback because people were saying, yeah, I'm not emotional. Yeah. I, I, I don't have issues, right? I'm a strong yeah. person. I'm not weak because we associate 
emotional eating as like this weakness mm -hmm. or a person that is defeated or a person that is too emotional, right? And mm -hmm. all it really means is I'm, I struggle with how I'm releasing my emotions. Yeah. And so as humans, we all have flaws and that's what makes us a human. Mm -hmm. And so the first step to any change or the first step to having the door of opportunity come for change is really acknowledging where you're at with no shame, with yes. no judgment, right? Like, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I struggle with this. And so now you put yourself in a place to be able to receive guidance, mm -hmm. to receive support, to receive change yeah right mm -hmm. and so that would be one and then really the second one is like don't 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 bash yourself for it yeah don't try to change it all in one day it's really about starting with one thing and focusing on what am i really willing to commit to that will allow some change to happen in this area mm -hmm. one thing one small thing and that could even be from like I'm going to give up milk chocolate and go to a healthier choice, right? Like yeah. a dark chocolate. Some people be like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that, that's dumb. It doesn't make sense. No, no. It makes sense because we are striving. We're taking a step towards change, mm -hmm. right? And so maybe instead of having your coffee with sugar and cream, like maybe just have coffee with cream. Mm -hmm. right and then from there we can eliminate the cream and then from there we can go on to another thing and another thing and that's where this really small compound of change can add up because what we want to do is is get in a place where we can start being consistent with knowing that we can do this yeah. why do most people fail is because they want to change all in one day or in one week and when it doesn't happen in a week which it's impossible. It's never going to happen. Yeah. You set yourself up for failure and you end up quitting. Yeah, I know. That's, I think consistency is huge, especially for me. I've started to start my gym journey and I'm like, I'm not changing really. You don't really change that quick, but no. over time you put in, you start to see change. And with that consistency, you start to feel better or start to look better. And I think that yeah. applies to a lot of things. So. Look, you got to be committed for the long haul. Mm -hmm. You got to be committed for the long-term journey. If you're simply going to start, and this goes for any journey, right? Like yeah. now we're talking about health and fitness, but if this goes for business, this goes for um, career, this goes for relationships, right? This goes mm -hmm. for anything. You got to commit for the long haul. You got to commit for the whole process. Mm-hmm. And when you commit, no matter what happens, right, whether it's a sunny day, a gray day, whether it rains or it snows, like we're committed. Yeah, And, you're, and so you're this takes away this anxiety and this pressure of like quick, give me a quick fix, give me a mm -hmm. quick result, give me just something quick that is going to just magically change everything. And it also takes away the anxiety and the stress and the pressure of you basically giving up and quitting yeah that's huge that's so important i think also identifying it too what you said earlier identifying that problem and then realizing that you're it's totally okay too that's one of the big things for me it's like you're not perfect we no. all have mistakes or we all have flaws so 
Dude, I, 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 I really, I really love a person that is courageous to recognize and own it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I struggle with this. I struggle with that. I struggle with that. You know why? Because that shows humility. That yeah. shows that a person, right? Like we don't have to front. We don't have to like try and be perfect in anything. But like that's type of society that we're in right now, right? Yeah. Everybody needs to show that they're this person that has everything together i mean look that leave that to 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 the movies in hollywood like that's not real life right yeah and so we try to live in this illusion or delusion state that the only one that is being hurt is whoever's doing that yeah and so owning it really and not being afraid to ask for help Mm -hmm. once you own it like Let's get help, right? Yeah, it's totally there's no okay. shame in getting help or asking for help, and yeah. so um, that's what really makes a difference. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I love all that advice that you gave. So I want to ask about the Haiti story because I know mindset kind of played a lot in that story. I feel like, and I'm super interested to hear about it. So if you want to kind of tell that story about your Haiti trip and what you experienced there. Yeah, absolutely, man. I would love to. So back in 2018, I was in the best shape of my life. I was actually training to possibly compete um, in some type of bodybuilding event the following year. So that would have been 2019. Okay. I was about 240 pounds. You know, I was probably about 15 to 18% body fat. Like I was, I was in in very good shape. I was Mm -hmm. healthy. I was probably in one of the peak of my states of athletic ability and we went on a haiti trip we went to a trip to haiti for uh, a missions trip with the church to go help out different orphanages Mm -hmm. and so we had um, a person that we knew who had three two orphanages out there and had just a a big group of influx of kids and we went out there to just spend time with them support them encourage them you know, just uh, talk to them about God and, and just mm-hmm. do do a good deed for them. Right. Yeah. Came back. It was a fantastic trip. We visited different churches. And then when I came back five days later, I started to get really sick, started to get fever, but it felt like a normal cold. Yeah. So I thought nothing of it. I went to my session with my first client at six in the morning. And then from there, I went on to the next client. And so I ended up going to one of my clients, um, she had a, a um, an event that she was getting her citizenship to this country. So it was a big deal for okay. her. And I felt honored that she chose to invite me as her trainer mm-hmm. to go and be her, be there with her. So hour long drive, I was there. And when I was sitting there at that event is when I started to feel my body, like just literally breaking down chills, sweats, um, fever, body aches. After the event, I said, I, I really thank you for inviting me, but I've got to go. I feel yeah. bad. A couple hours later, I ended up in the hospital and they didn't know what was happening. They just knew that I had you know, 106 to 108 fever. Wow. I felt like my bones were breaking inside. I could not stand. I could not walk. I couldn't even speak. Um, I was passing out. And so to make a long story short with that, after six misdiagnoses, we've got a doctor that was that just happened to be in town from Puerto Rico. He overheard all the doctors talking about my case. Mm-hmm. He said, I want to take this case. He walked into the room and he says, um, you have 
tropical viruses, but the main one I think you have is dengue fever. Wow. And so he said, you're going to feel like you're going to die and you might, because there's really nothing else we can do. It depends. It's up to your body if it wants to live. And he literally walked out the door. That was it. I was like, okay, (laughs) great. I'm here. I don't know how I got it. I don't know what's happening. And he says, it's up to your body if it wants to live. All we can do is just give you some antibiotics so that it doesn't attack other areas because I had um, had pneumonia. My lungs were starting to, my left lung had stopped functioning. My kidneys were on the verge of, of, of not functioning anymore so i was one step away from hemorrhage but he's like we can't do anything yeah fast forward 10 days later the doctor finally comes in and he says um i don't know how you did it but you made it wow this thing and um it turns out i had three tropical viruses and he's like the one thing i can tell you is if you had not been in the shape that you were in if you had not been as healthy as you were there's no way you would have survived this thing. Wow. And so I turn around and I say, if it wasn't for God and for me being in this Mm -hmm. healthy state, I wouldn't have made it right. Yeah. Because of my faith. But it was, it was uh, probably the worst experience second to me losing my best friend that, that I've gone through. Yeah. And from day one, day two, I was done. Mm -hmm. I was literally saying, that's it. I don't want to live. I don't care about my life anymore. I'm done. The dengue fever is known as the bone crushing virus. So you literally feel like your bones are breaking. Wow. It eats your muscles from the inside. And in those 11 days, I lost 65 pounds. Wow. Um, and so it was, it was an experience that really tested my body. It tested my, my, my mindset. Mm-hmm. It tested, you know, my faith. It tested everything about me yeah what was the most like important thing that you like look back on and take away from that whole experience on that 11th day i'll never forget there was like this really still small voice that i kind of felt internally um Mm -hmm. propose this question and it was like now that you have a second chance of life what are you going to do with it wow and so i didn't quite grasp what that meant in the moment because mm-hmm. I, I was a little bit shocked. I was like, well, what do you mean? What do we yeah. have to do with it? Like, I'm going to do what I've always done. Yeah. But that question became louder mm-hmm. in me of like, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. And so as I pondered that and I allowed that, that to really settle in, it was like, I'm not doing enough with what I've been given. Mm-hmm. Because when I look at, my career and the opportunities that I've had and, and the insight and kind of the knowledge that I've gained on the health side, on the mindset side, on the nutrition side, like I was really only doing it on an exclusive level. There was a part of me that was like even ashamed of what I was doing because I thought it wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. Like I thought like, yeah, I don't want them to know that like, this is what I do for a living. I don't want them to know that I'm a personal trainer. Right. Like I don't want them to know but it was really my perspective of what I thought others viewed what yeah. I did as. And mm-hmm. I wasn't seeing it as I'm literally helping people change their lives yeah. forever. Right. 
And so after that, I realized I wasn't doing enough. I wasn't speaking enough. I wasn't reaching enough. I wasn't out there enough with what I had been given. And so that's literally when I went from taking on handful of clients, doing a one-on-one private base level to really putting together now what's known as body by purpose and like really speaking out loud about it and reaching as many people as I can to again, fulfill what I committed to of not wanting anybody else to go through what my best friend was yeah. doing, right? Yeah. So that's where I'm at today. And that was probably, I say, and, and, and when I wrote, I wrote an article about it, it was mm-hmm. like, this is the best experience that has ever happened to me, the best thing that could have ever happened. Yeah. And so it, re, it centered me, it grounded me, it refocused me. And again, it was back to perspective. Yeah. Was I going to allow this circumstance to defeat me? Because still till this day, three years after going on four now, is like I'm still dealing with the side effects and the secondary consequences because of that. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's but crazy. I still choose to keep going, right? Mm-hmm. So. I think a lot of people can not can relate to that story, but can feel stuck in life. So what would be your advice to like someone that feels stuck with, say, their career, say, their just in their entire life, like they don't really don't know really what to do. Like, what would you kind of tell them? You have control to decide what circumstances are going to do to you. Mm -hmm. Look, we can't control circumstances happening, but you can control what they are going to do to you. Yeah. And so in that we have control of that, even if somebody hurts you, right? Like Mm -hmm. you have control of, is it going to devastate me? Is it going to now make me hate men or make me hate women because of what they did to me or because I lost my business or because I had a sudden accident and I don't know what happened to me. Now I can't play sports, right? Like what are you going to allow it to do to you? What are you going to allow these circumstances to decide for you? Are you going to allow them to dictate or are you going to decide and dictate what your life is going to be like? And it's really about taking control of the things that you can control, but knowing that no one is going to want it more for you than you must want it for yourself. Yep. That's and what I say you time. have all the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. And if you're stuck right now, A lot of people choose to stay in an ego place or in a victim state or in a defeated state instead of like, let's get up. Let's seek some advice. If we need therapy, let's get therapy. We need some counseling. Let's get counseling. Right. Let's address the issue that that that's dealing that we're dealing with here Mm -hmm. and not on a surface level. Right. Like, oh, somebody hurt me and now I'm angry at them. No, no, no. Like, how do you really feel? Yeah. What's really going on? right? Like, Mm -hmm. let's get into these dark areas that we choose to, like, um, ignore, we choose to, like, suppress, we choose to not deal with them. Because well, again, what are others going to think they're going to think that I'm, 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 I'm I'm weak, I Mm -hmm. I think that I'm I'm a failure that I'm this, I'm not who cares? Yeah. Let's, if we need help, let's get help. But know that you have everything that you need inside of you. Mm-hmm. literally and so i like to say you've got to fall in love with the process of discovery mm-hmm. 
What is I love that? that? Discovering who you are and what you're made of. Yeah. Because we don't know what our full capability is. Until we, we get out there. All that it. we were designed to do. We don't mm-hmm. know what our full potential is. Mm-hmm. But if you fall in love with this process of discovery, maybe today you're defeated. Good. What happened? What can you take away from this experience? What has been going on? What can you learn? It doesn't, just because you've, you've maybe had a setback or you maybe quote unquote failed or you may have lost or something, it doesn't make you a loser. It doesn't make you a failure. It doesn't make you an idiot. Mm-hmm. It doesn't define who you are unless you allow it to. Mm-hmm. Challenges, setbacks, right? Loss, failures, all it is is an opportunity to be able to learn, to grow, to expand, to achieve more, and to discover who you are, what you are, and what your potential is and can become. Wow. I love that. That's so helpful to so many people. I was also stuck, and I just wanted to get out of my comfort zone. So this whole podcast was just a whole shot out of my comfort zone, and I'm doing super well now. So I think that's just a, another example of what this can do for you and discovering your real purpose in life. Dude, you know how many people and me included were, have said, oh, I want to write a book. Mm-hmm. You wrote a book. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know how many people I've been wanting to do my podcast for the past three years, which now I'm, I'm launching. I, I just am starting this week. Right. Mm-hmm. But it took me three years. Yeah, because I was in my head, right? I didn't think it was gonna be good enough. What are people gonna think? What mm-hmm. if I don't know what to say? I don't have the content. Like it, just stupid excuses, right? Yeah. In my own head, my own perspective of how I'm viewing myself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Instead of focusing back. on like, if one person hears this show right now, we can impact one person's life. It was all worth it. Yeah, and so taking action is so critical which is something you're demonstrating here right Mm -hmm. and so that's what really makes us become better and greater confront the fear that one thing you've been trying to avoid for so long do it now Mm -hmm. just do it like who cares if it doesn't work out or if it doesn't look good or if it's not who cares like do it confronting these challenges and these fears that we've been avoiding is what really brings this breakthrough and just allows us to experience a level that we've never experienced before you with what you're doing is an example of that right and what many maybe other so many other viewers are doing Mm -hmm. but knowing that it's scary yeah cool acknowledge it yeah acknowledge that it's scary acknowledge that you have some fear you know why because you take the power away from it Mm -hmm. because then i ask you have you been scared before yeah of course have you had fear of other things before yep and what happened did you die nope i went i got through it i made it that's right yeah and so we've gone through it the biggest thing though is our mind wants to tell us you can't you're not going to do it right there's too much fear it's too scary like i learned this from kobe bryant Mm -hmm. he said utilize this question and then what Mm -hmm. so you're you have fear okay and then what well i feel like i'm gonna like i I, like i'm paralyzed like i like i'm gonna die okay and then Mm -hmm. what yeah and so we break it down so much that we realize that 
this thing doesn't have that much power like I've been giving it. Yeah. And you're able to confront it, defeat it, go on. And now you you become such a, a better person in that process mm-hmm. that you would have never known had you not confronted it. Yeah. It's opened so many doors and it's like, about these doors that have opened unless I confronted that fear and then took action by doing it so that's beautiful man it's super crazy what can happen I hope you know others especially you know around your age other Mm -hmm. um, people that are just tuning in to you to your to your show and to your episodes can really just be encouraged by that because we can all achieve who we want to be right yeah yeah So that kind of leads me into my next question, but I want to ask you if you've ever dealt with any mental health issues like anxiety, depression, or whatever it may be. And like, how did you overcome that struggle or experience? And what advice would you be, would it be to people who experience the same thing? I didn't know it was what now we're finding to be or or discussing more openly about mental health right Mm -hmm. but there were numerous different stages of my life that i battled with what today i know to be you know some 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 pretty strong mental battles and that was even at a young age i i was skinny my entire life Mm -hmm. so much so that like my i laugh now but i hated it still do but my yeah. dad gave me a nickname and in, in, in spanish it's flaco which translates to skinny yeah right wow. and so i was told that every day right mm-hmm. skinny this skinny that skinny this so it was like reminding me and like telling me who i was who i was and yeah. there was a moment of during middle school and high school that i just went into such a hate of who i was mm-hmm and a depressed state that I wasn't necessarily in bed all the time or crying, but I was depressed in the sense of not being totally satisfied with who I was, which then caused me to become an introvert, which then caused me to look myself less than, which then caused me to not take take risks, like yeah. asking out the girl that I really liked, mm-hmm. right? Or taking on this competition because I was afraid of, yeah, I just, I just can't do it because I'm skinny. So in that depressed state of mind is what I battled for years. Mm -hmm. Right. And the anxiety came because I wanted to do so much things, but I was stopping myself. So there was an internal battle that would get me to this state of anxiety that it was like, you know what? I just, I don't care anymore. And so even so much that I chose to take a safe route when mm-hmm. I had multiple football scholarships. Wow. And I had scholarships from division one schools. I had scholarships from division two, division threes. Like I had my, my coach. And, and honestly, this is the first time I'm actually speaking about this openly and acknowledging the truth about this because for years it was like I would always blame it on my coaches right mm-hmm. my coaches didn't didn't um sell me enough my coaches um didn't push me with the scouts my coaches my coaches my coaches when in reality it was really me and my fear yeah of believing these things and not thinking that I was even capable when I was an amazing athlete I ran a 4340 
I was like top receiver in, in, in my school. I was playing varsity sophomore year. I was pulled up for the, for the playoff season time. And like, I I was good at it, Mm -hmm. but my depressed state of mind did not allow me to really acknowledge that and to take this leap of faith to see what could happen. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm happy with how it turned out, mm-hmm. right? With what I'm doing now, but there were many years where I lived with regret. And so I would allow opinions of others to dictate who I really was. Yeah. And so what I learned through that was, and, and it really changed my life when I understood this. And I hope if it just helps one person, it would be fantastic. But I learned everybody has a right to have their opinion because that's all it is, right? When somebody says something about you, it's their opinion. It's their perspective, whether they judge you, whether they shame you, whether they criticize, it doesn't matter. It's their opinion. Mm -hmm. As humans, we have a right to have an opinion. But now here's where the shift happens. Every human has a right to have her opinion, but it doesn't mean I have to believe what they say. Yeah. And the moment I believe it, it's no longer their fault. It's now my fault for believing what they said. Yeah. So as humans, we tend to want to blame everyone, right? We tend to look for the first finger like Gary Vee talks about this, right? Like we point Mm -hmm. that finger and he's talking about, no, 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 point that thumb right back at you because it's really all about us. Yeah. We don't have to believe what they say. We don't have to accept what they say. Right. But it's mm-hmm. easier to fall into this victim state. It's easier to allow ourselves to be defeated or be judged or to feel bad because of what they said or what they told us. It's easier. But the reality is it takes the same amount of energy to allow that to affect you than to not. Yeah. Yeah. I like it takes the same amount of energy to grab an apple than it is to grab a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> So when I learned that, dude, it changed your life. It changed everything of my mental health Mm -hmm. because now I release myself from this anxiety, from this pressure, from this judgment, from these destructive thoughts. Now, am I perfect? No, heck no. Do I not now like, am I now a Jesus with perfect (laughs) thoughts and like, I don't have any battles? Of course not. Mm -hmm. Like up until yesterday, I didn't want to record my first episode for the podcast. I said, what the heck? Yeah, Just do this thing, right? So the the battle's going to be there. The fight's going to be there. But it's like, what are you going to decide to do? Because it all comes down to choice. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. That's so cool. Thank you so much for um, being vulnerable and kind of talking about this experience. I know that's a huge part in um, providing these lessons for these people. So thank you. My pleasure, man. You know, and just now that you said that, it feels so good to Mm -hmm. have been in that place, right? To just like now fully acknowledging the fact that it was my fear Mm -hmm. that didn't take on that opportunity there. It's like, uh, I've got chills in my whole body, but look, <laughs> vulnerability is everything, right? Yeah. Wow. When I'm not a coach and I'm not mentoring, I, I'm also an actor. And so those are one one of the things that we like must be, right? Is just mm-hmm. be vulnerable and just be open. And I think you nailed it on that one with that, brother. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So 
I want to ask what can we expect from you in the future, whether it be your podcast, because I'm super excited about your podcast. I listened to the first episode and I loved it. But whether it be like business wise or just any life goals, what can we expect from you? Yeah, we've got quite a bit of things in the works. Um, like I said, podcast is starting now where it's going to be on anywhere you can uh, upload uh, your podcast on Spotify, Apple Music. Mm-hmm. It's also going to be on YouTube. It's uh, listen, you're not defeated. That's the podcast itself. Um, I'm also going to now be doing uh, live events. So I'm really, really excited oh, about cool. this one. We're, we're in the works to finalizing the final little tweaks about it. But we're doing live events focusing on emotional eating and stress eating. Mm-hmm. So it's a two-day conference. You're going to get everything that I utilize on my platform and in my coaching to help you know, students that I have one-on-one to help them get and overcome and like master their eating habits, but get out of the emotional eating piece. I'm giving it all in these two days. It's full, full, really intense, um, intensive uh, conference. I have been wanting again to do this for many years. I'm just so happy that now we're, we're putting it together, but registration will be ready to go up here in the next couple of days. But for more information, I mean, they could just go to my website, uh, www.davidhernandez. That's with an H at the beginning and a Z at the end.co davidhernandez.co. And um, they can get to see all the information there, but yeah, man, really excited about this live event, really excited about the podcast, really excited to just, um, supporting and bringing hope to people and connecting with them on all types of levels to just inspire them to go after their best life. That's awesome. I'm you gained a lifelong fan here in Idaho. So I'm definitely going to keep up with your journey. And I know a lot of the mentality champion listeners are going to love this episode and continue to support you along your journey. So thank you. Thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity. Your platform is incredible. And um, just to all your audience, just keep following this guy. This guy is going to do big things. He's already doing them. And I'm going to follow your journey, brother, to see, you know, all the things that you're doing because you're really crushing it with this and all success and, and the best for you. Thank you. Thank for you. Me. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Sweet. So this was episode 10, guys, with David Hernandez. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. If you if you do like it, continue to follow us or Um, And I will plug all of David's social medias if you want to check him out. I'll plug his website so you can keep up up with that. But thanks again, guys, and I hope to see you guys next week. See you guys.